Hey, hello, and welcome to the Learn Everyday English podcast, your roadway to English proficiency. Hey, you've come to the right place to improve your listening comprehension skills and mastery of the English language. My name is Gary, and I will be your host today. I'm a native English speaker born and raised in the United States and a retired engineer living in a small Texas town about one hour north of Houston. And I'm also a language learner like you studying Spanish. So I know exactly what it is like to learn a new and different language. So now, let's jump right in to today's episode. Hey, howdy, y'all. What's up, everybody? How's it going? It's a Thursday here where I live, and uh, if you heard a couple weeks ago, we had a big freeze down here in Texas, but everything is uh, thawed out and back to normal. Hope we don't have to go through that again. But thanks for joining me on today's episode of Learn Everyday English, where we're going to be talking about difficult words to pronounce in English. And I think this may be an interesting podcast for you. Because when I talk to a lot of people who are learning and studying English, one of the biggest things they say or the biggest problems they tell me with learning English has to do with English pronunciation. So we're going to be talking about that today. But before we get started, just I want to remind you that we have the uh, webpage, Learn Everyday English webpage. Just go to www.learneverydayenglish.com. And that webpage, you can actually listen to the podcast directly from the webpage. Or if not, you know, you can download them from the, uh, all the podcast applications like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Make sure to subscribe to those on your podcast application. So every time I upload a new episode, which is usually every Monday, that it, w- it will automatically appear on your podcast. Uh, podcast page so you'll know that it's there. Also on the web page you can access the Learn Everyday English YouTube channel where we have many interesting and engaging videos that will help you practice your listening comprehension skills, improve your English, learn new things, and also learn a little bit about life and culture here in the United States. Hey well so now without further ado, which means without further delay, Let's get going and jump right in to today's episode. Well, in today's episode, we're going to be talking about difficult words to pronounce in English or words that I think people that are learning English mispronounce when they're learning English. Because when you look at the word, uh, you think it is pronounced differently than how it is actually spelled. So these are some very common words I think people mispronounce. And we're going to go through them one by one. The first word is spelled C-H-O-I-R. And before I continue, let me let you know, just go to the Learn Everyday English webpage. There's a link on the home page that says Podcast Resources or Podcast Resources page. Click that link or go to the Podcast Resources page and go to the episode where it says difficult uh, words to pronounce in English. I think it'll be episode 23. And just download the program notes or the program list. I'll have these words listed with the example sentences. 
You can just print that out or just read along with me as you listen to the podcast. So you don't have to write everything down and you can follow along with me. And that's one of the best ways to learn a new language is to listen and read along with either the program notes and or the transcript. So the first word is spelled C-H-O-I-R and is pronounced choir, choir. But a lot of people see this word and they might say, think it's pronounced choir, choir, C-H-O is cho, I-R, ear, choir, but no, this word is pronounced choir, choir, so repeat that after me, choir, it's like qua, choir, er, choir, choir, choir. And an example sentence is, he sings in the choir at his church, he sings in the choir at his church. So if you didn't uh, get that meaning, a choir is just a group of people, men and women, that uh, sing together in a group. And it's very popular to have choirs as part of a church. You can have a mixed choir that includes men and women, or there may be a men's choir or a women's choir, but the word is choir, choir. The second word that I'm going to go over is squirrel. Squirrel is spelled S-Q-U-I-R-R-E-L. S-Q-U-I-R-R-E-L. Squirrel. And a squirrel is an animal. And it's very common in the woods or the forest. It likes to gather and eat nuts. It has a long, we say long, bushy tail. And that is called a squirrel. You can look that up if you don't know what that is on the internet. But it's pronounced squirrel. But a lot of people think the S-Q-U is squeer, squirrel, 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 squirrel. I heard a lot of different types of pronunciations. Or squirrel, but it's squirrel, squirrel, squirrel. An example sentence is a squirrel was in the tree eating a nut. A squirrel was in the tree eating a nut. So again, this is, I guess these types of words can present problems for you if you're learning English and you don't have, say, a native English speaker near near you or access to, say, um, YouTube channels or videos that go over pronunciation. But it's squirrel. So listen to this podcast and just try to repeat after me, rewind it again and again. The third word is spelled P-E-N-G-U-I-N, P-E-N-G-U-I-N, and it is pronounced penguin, Pen- penguin. And a penguin is an animal, is a type of, we say, flightless bird, or blur, a bird that is not able to fly, that can be found in cold countries like the North Pole. It's black and white. You've probably seen it. It swims very well and fast in the water. And I can say, um, I saw a penguin at the zoo. I saw a penguin at the zoo. But this word can be a little bit confusing because the P-E-N, you might think, well, that's pin. G-U-I-N, you might say gween. So some people say penguin, penguin. But it's actually ping, ping, gwen, penguin, ping. So two 
try to divide it into two separate sounds, ping and guin, penguin, 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 not penguin, but penguin, penguin. The fourth word is drawer, drawer, and I know this word can be difficult to pronounce with the R and the W's in them, but the, a drawer is like a, if you have a, um, a desk, and the desk contains places where you can place objects inside the desk. The desk has drawers that can pull out. And for example, sentence, I could say the top drawer is where we keep the silverware. Silverware is just another word for eating utensils like knives, forks, and spoons. But the word is drawer, D-R-A-W-E-R. So you might think it's pronounced drawer because D-R-A-W is draw and at the end is E-R. So some people say drawer, drawer, drawer. No, but it's drawer. Drawer is drawer, 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 drawer. So just, that's something you're just going to have to work on and, and repeat. And I think the next lesson I may do or two down the road, I'm going to have an episode about tongue twisters in English. And tongue twisters are sentences, phrases that are intentionally uh, hard to pronounce or say, and they are mainly geared for English speakers. But tongue twisters are good ways to practice uh, English pronunciation. It gets your mouth and tongue and lips used to making different uh, positions where it may make it easier for you to pronounce words. But this is drawer, drawer. The fifth word is spelled S-I-X-T-H, S-I-X-T-H, and is pronounced sixth, sixth. For example, he finished in sixth place in the bike race. He finished in sixth place in the bike race. So people have a difficulty with this with the X and the TH. So it's sixth. Six, there's a th, 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 sixth, there's a th, th. Now, if you can hear that th at the end, sixth. But it's very light, so don't overemphasize that. Some people say sixth, sixth. It's not sixth. It's so that's two syllables, sixth. It's just one syllable we say in English. It's sixth. So that kind of falls off or becomes a little bit more quiet or silent. Sixth, 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 sixth. And it's the same way if you say eighth, ninth, tenth, eleventh. But this is sixth. The next word is spelled C-O-L-O-N-E-L, C-O-L-O-N-E-L. And this is actually a person who is in the army, and it specifies a specific level, or we say rank in the army, and it's pronounced colonel, colonel. But a lot of people will pronounce it colonel, colonel, but no, it's pronounced colonel, like colonel. Colonel, colonel. So say again, break it up into two parts. Colonel, but then kind of squeeze the two parts together and make it fast. The word pronounce the word faster, so it's colonel, colonel, 
kernel, like a kernel of corn. It's, it sounds exactly the same as that kernel. So I could say his father is a kernel in the army. His father is a kernel in the army. The next word is rural, rural, R-U-R-A-L, R-U-R-A-L. And then this word can be very difficult to pronounce because of the R sounds. And there's two R's in the word that are very close to each other. And this means, rural is mean, means like something that is away from the city or an urban area. Example, I can say this part of the country is very rural. This part of the country is very rural. So again, say rural, 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 rural. And again, put them together, rural, rural, rural. Rural. You have to kind of put your lips together like you're going to kiss somebody. Rural. Rural. Makes it easier to pronounce. The next word is pronounced comfortable. Comfortable. And this can present a lot of problems with people. I hear this pronounced wrong a lot of times. Comfortable means like it feels good. It is not um, maybe bad feeling. I can use it in a sentence and say, these tennis shoes are very comfortable. But a lot of people will pronounce this word as comfortable or comfortable. Comfortable. It looks like comfortable or comfortable. But no, it's pronounced comfortable. Comf, comfortable, 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 comfortable. Comfortable, 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 not comfortable. Although that's not technically wrong. Some people, you might hear that. That's very comfortable. But usually we say that's very comfortable. Or the temperature inside is very comfortable. And speaking of temperature, that's the next word. It's spelled T-E-M-P-E-R-A-T-U-R-E. For example, he caught the flu and is running a temperature. But a lot of people will pronounce this word and say temperature, temperature. But that's not technically correct. We'll know what you're saying. But we say temperature, 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 temperature. So break it up into three syllables or three sounds. Temperature, temperature. But then speed it up and say temperature. Temperature, temperature, temperature. The temperature, this is a good uh, sentence to say. Say, the temperature outside is very comfortable. The temperature outside is very comfortable. Or if you want to make it even harder, say this. The temperature outside in the rural area is very comfortable. The temperature outside in the rural area is very comfortable. The next word is spelled L-I-S-T-E-N, and you might think this is pronounced listen, listen, because it's L-I-S, list, T-E-N is like the number 10, 10, listen, but no, it's actually pronounced listen, so the T here is silent, listen, can you listen, listen, or listen to me, listen to me. Example sentence is, I like to listen to Spanish podcasts. I like to listen 
to Spanish podcasts. The next word is spelled P-I-Z-Z-A, P-I-Z-Z-A, and it's a type of food, and it's pronounced, it's not, it's, it is not, not pronounced pizza or pizza, like you might think, because a Z normally has a Z sound, but it's pronounced pizza, pizza, pizza. So again, say pizza, t, pizza. It's all like a s at the end. Pete, pizza, 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 pizza. Example, what is your favorite type of pizza? What is your favorite type of pizza? Not pizza, but pizza. The next word is spelled C-H-O-C-O-L-A-T-E. And this is a type of... Uh, food product. It's very uh, delicious. We say very yummy in English. It means like it's delicious. It tastes good. And it's in a lot of the cakes and candies. And it is pronounced chocolate. You've, you've probably heard and know what cho chocolate is. But a lot of people will pronounce this as chocolate. Chocolate because there's L-A-T-E at the end, which is late. Chocolate or chocolate. But you can say chocolate or chocolate is more common, chocolate, but the most common way to pronounce this word is chocolate. So although it may think it has three syllables, we pronounce it as if it only has two syllables. We say chocolate, 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 chocolate. I like to eat a lot of chocolate, not chocolate, but chocolate, chocolate. The next word is spelled T-O-U-C-H, and it is pronounced touch, touch, like you want to touch something with your hand or your fingers. Some people will pronounce this word as touch because there's O-U-C-H at the end, or maybe touch because O-U-C-H is pronounced ouch, ouch. So you might think it's touch or touch or touch. But no, this word is pronounced touch, touch. And you hear that ch at the end, touch, touch. For example, I can say in a sentence, when you go to the museum, don't touch the artwork. When you go to the museum, don't touch the artwork. That's touch, touch. The next word is R-E-A-D. And this may or may not be difficult for you, but it's pronounced read, read, R-E-A-D, read. Like, what types of books do you like to read? And I put this word in, in here because you might also see the word R-E-A-D-Y. So it's read, and it has an, a Y at the end of the word. So you might think of R-E-A-D-Y would be pronounced reedy because R-E-A-D is pronounced read. So R-E-A-D-Y should be pronounced reedy, right? Mm, no, it's pronounced ready, ready. So R-E-A-D-Y is pronounced ready. For example, I can say, be ready at 6 p.m. I'll pick you up then. Be ready at 6 p.m. I'll pick you up then. And another sample, example sentence, I can use both words in a sentence. Uh, 
Are you ready for me to read you a bedtime story? Are you ready for me to read you a bedtime story? The next word is pronounced C-R-O-W. C-R, sorry, it's spelled C-R-O-W. C-R-O-W. And you, this is pronounced crow. Crow, it's a, it's a type of bird, usually a black bird. But you might think this is pronounced crow because R-O-W, crow. And I've heard people pronounce it this way. But just think of R-O-W is row, like to row a boat. So C-R-O-W is to crow, to crow, or, or a crow. To crow means like make a sound like a crow. But normally we use crow as an animal. For example, there was a big crow flying overhead. There was a big crow flying overhead. And I mentioned this word because you will also probably see this other word a lot. It's spelled C-R-O-W, and it has a D at the end. So it's like crow with a D at the end, C-R-O-W-D. So you might think this word, C-R-O-W-D, is pronounced crowed, crowed. But no, it's not. It's pronounced crowd, crowd. And a crowd is just a large group of people. For example, I don't like being around large crowds. I don't like being around large crowds. So it's crow and crowd. Or we can say the, the crowd saw a crow flying above. The crowd saw a crow flying above. The last word is C-H-I-L-D, and you may know this. It's pronounced child, child. And child is just like one small uh, young person is called a child. For example, I can say, he is an only child. He is an only child. That means he has no other brothers or sisters, or he has no siblings. Siblings is just means brothers or sisters. But if you see the word child with R-E-N at the end, like C-H-I-L-D, child, and R-E-N, you might think that is pronounced children, children, but no, that is actually pronounced children, children. Like, for example, how many children do you have? How many children do you have? I could say, well, I have three children, or I have one child. I have one child, so children is the plural of child. So that's uh, difficult words to pronounce in English. Uh, again, it would help you. Hopefully you were able to or have downloaded the program notes from the Learn Everyday English website podcast resources page. And you had that uh, sheet to follow along and read along with me. That would make it so much easier for you if you didn't do that. Uh, go ahead and do that now. And then go back and listen to the podcast again. I urge you to just practice these words. And we say in English to get these down. Get these down. That means to have them uh, under your belt or that you are comfortable with pronouncing these words. Because these are very pretty common words that you'll hear a lot in common speech, conversation. If you're listening to news or on TV, YouTube videos. 
And if you want, it's one thing to practice your listening comprehension, but you also need to practice your speaking and your conversation ability. So those, I think, go hand in hand. So again, I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Learn Everyday English podcast about difficult English words to pronounce. Well, again, I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Learn Everyday English podcast. I would love to hear from you and what you thought of this episode, or if you have any questions for me, and if you have any suggestions for specific topics you would like me to discuss on this program, things that are bothering you, things that you have questions about, hey, just let me know. To do that, go to the Learn Everyday English homepage on the webpage and scroll down or go down to the bottom. There is a contact form. Just fill that out. Uh, drop me a message. Send me a line, as we say in English, about uh, just even if you like the program. This helps me. It gives me encouragement and motivation to know that I am helping people learn English. And it motivates me to produce uh, these episodes because, uh, like I said in the last episode, I do this for free as a labor of love just to help other people out because I know how difficult it can be and sometimes frustrating to try to learn a foreign language, a new language, especially if you're trying to do that while living in a your home country. You do not have the opportunity, say, maybe to go and live and study abroad in an English-speaking country, but you can still learn the language. And like I said, I am a testimony to that. I am learning Spanish while living here in the United States. I have never gone and lived abroad in a Spanish-speaking country, so I've been studying Spanish for three to four years. I'll say I'm maybe a uh, intermediate, upper inter intermediate level speaker. I'm not an advanced speaker. It's slow going, we say in English. It just takes a lot of time and practice, consistency and persistency. But you can do that, do it. And I'm seeing progress in my Spanish uh, journey. And hopefully you're seeing progress in your English language learning journey as well. Well, I think that's it enough for now. Hey, be sure to check out our upcoming episodes. And thanks for listening. Hey, goodbye.